Welcome to Cult and Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another episode of Cult and Classic Podcast. This is a mini-sode. These are the short episodes we bring you every Friday to tide you over until our next Tuesday episode, which are our main episodes where we discuss two thematically linked films, one mainstream and one cult. Today, I am happy to be reviewing Pixar Animation's newest feature film, Soul. This is, of course, the newest uh, Disney-Pixar uh, collaboration, and it is streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I would say, although Disney+, Plus has some great things like The Mandalorian, uh, and of course, uh, Simpsons, all sorts of wonderful stuff, it is Soul is definitely a big reason to pick up Disney+. Plus. If you're a Pixar fan, then you already know this. Um, that said, there are Pixar films that are weaker than others, even though I think the weakest still stands at the top of the chain as far as the animated family feature game. But we here at Colton Classic like to give everything a thorough going over. So let's talk about Soul. Uh, Soul is sort of a reference to the musical nature of this film, as well as the uh, African-American experience that has uh, been worked into this film. There are people uh, who are, are, of course, white, who have made this film, as well as people of color and different backgrounds. Uh, we have a co-director here. For the first time in history of Pixar, we have a Black co-director, Kemp Powers. He was originally brought in as a consultant of some kind, I believe, and then he was eventually picked up uh, longer and longer until they put him on as co-director with Pete Docter. Now, Pete Docter, of course, is uh, the, the writer for uh, Inside Out and many other Pixar features. Um, the credit for writing with this goes to Pete Docter and Kemp Powers with Mike Jones. Mike Jones uh, is well known for uh, writing and I believe directing some episodes of, um, excuse me, he's writing the new Pixar film Luca, which is coming out later in 2021. So he's on the rise as well. He also did some uh, adapting with the anime film, The Tale of Princess Kaguya uh, and The Wind Rises. So got some good credit behind him. So let's talk about this movie. This movie has a lead character, the first African-American lead uh, in a Pixar movie, um, uh, Jamie Foxx, who is a perfect choice to voice the first black lead character. Tina Fey is uh, sort of his companion throughout this movie as the character 22, which is a soul, the 22nd soul ever created, that doesn't want to go to Earth and be born because she thinks Earth is crappy. Uh, then we've got some, some other characters. We have Graham Norton as Moonwind, who is a this is a great touch, a, a sign spinner who happens to go into these uh, trances as anyone who really gets in the zone with something like music goes into. And when they're in this, they go into sort of a dream state, sort of in the afterlife, uh, and they can communicate with these souls that have not been born yet. That's a lot to take in right away. So let's just get to the plot. Jamie Foxx's character, Joe, is uh, an adult who is teaching part-time at a, a, a middle school, I think, for music. But his real passion is to be a jazz musician. He just hasn't had his break yet. Well, that break comes when a former student that he encouraged uh, is uh, touring with uh, a, a well-known jazz uh, sax player, and she needs a new pianist. 
So Joe shows up, nails the audition, and then promptly dies. Well, okay, he's not quite dead. He's in like a half-dead state, and he has to go to the great beyond uh, as a soul. Well, as a soul, he doesn't want to go to the great beyond yet because he just got his big break. So he escapes from the path to the light and ends up in the U Seminar. The U Seminar is another Pixar creation, a really cute idea of souls that uh, have not gone to Earth yet, and they are being prepped and given their traits and characteristics, and then dropped off to Earth. Well, uh, not supposed to be there, of course. Joe fakes his way into a seminar as a mentor soul and gets stuck with 22. 22 is uh, one of the earliest souls and has never gone to Earth. As I said, she thinks it's crappy. She's voiced by Tina Fey. There's some really funny lines. Tina Fey, uh, although not credited in the writing credits, apparently wrote uh, many of her own lines. And it shows her wit is there, especially when she says uh, she sounds like a middle-aged white lady because it annoys people. Uh, it's, it's a neat way, these souls, to play with uh, gender and race identity because it's made clear that it doesn't matter uh, what your voice sounds like when you're a soul. Uh, there is no such thing as gender or uh, race or anything like that as a soul. So the plot then becomes 22 uh, helping Joe get back to Earth in his body uh, in by using sort of 22's pass to Earth. Because if 22's path to Earth gets used, then 22 never has to go to Earth. Well, mistake, they both fall to Earth with the pass, and Joe, instead of falling in his own body, falls into the body of the um, critical care cat, uh, the cat that is brought into uh, patients to make them feel better, and 22 falls into Joe's body. So Tina Fey is running around in Jamie Foxx's character's body, and uh, Jamie Foxx is voicing a cat, trying to help uh, his 22 as his body get around. So it's a, it's a body swapping kind of situation. This is where I'm going to say that as an adult, this is a charming, wonderful movie. It is a great Pixar film. I also found it very stressful. Uh, I think kids will not find it stressful, but as an adult, really wanting things to work out for this poor guy, uh, there's a lot of, um, it's a little bit of slapstick, but a lot of, what would you call it? Um, back and forth, misconnections, um, new problems, changing opinions, causing characters to run off when they're supposed to stay, stuff like that. And it is a lot to take. Uh, the voice cast, as usual, is brilliant. You have a lot of diverse cast members here in addition to Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Uh, like I said, you have Graham Norton. You have uh, Felicia Rashad, uh, of course, famous from The Cosby Show and not being Bill Cosby. And then you have Questlove is in there, which is great. Angela Bassett. Um, you have David Diggs, uh, still still awesomely in the spotlight since his, his fantastic work on Hamilton. And you have... Um, a fortune themester. I mean, really, the list goes on. Everybody is is worthy of being in here. And then you also have a really cool soundtrack. Now, John Batiste, famous for being Peter Colbert's uh, musician lead, is a fantastic pianist uh, and does really great jazz work in here. And then you also, for in the uh, the sort of afterlife vibe, you have music by uh, Trent Reznor uh, and and. Uh, uh, also Atticus, uh, my mind is blanking here, but anyway, it's really great and it's really well done. And anyone who is afraid that they're going to get nine inch nails in their afterlife, a, well, no fear because it is not the case. You actually have, um, uh, some really, really 
great ambient music. Also, just interesting, the special thanks in this movie is kind of interesting. You have special thanks from people like Quincy Jones, Nick Kroll, Yo-Yo Ma, Amy Poehler. Uh, I would love to know what that special thanks is for or additional thanks is for. Um, there were a lot of people of color brought in to um, sort of talk with and work as consultants on this uh, film. And it does show, I think, Herbie Hancock, uh, Terry Lynn Carrington, as I said, Quincy Jones, um, Janetta B. Cole. It's just, it's got a, a nice vibe to it. And it's really nice to see people of color in a big budget animated feature that everyone can enjoy. It's, it's totally, totally overdue. It really is overdue. And I hope that people will want to watch this. And there's some really cool nods to uh, to black culture here. For example, uh, Pete Doctor said uh, during the production of this movie that, that there certainly have been a lot of uh, character, uh, mean-spirited characters, racist imagery in animated features and things, uh, and they didn't want to do that. So they did some really cool things like the afterlife and pre-life sort of mentors not the mentors, but like the administrators uh, that aren't souls themselves. They do this really cool line work. They're all like two-dimensional line creatures that flip sides and do all sorts of wonky stuff. Um, they're based uh, sort of on cubism. And cubism, of course, uh, is credited uh, to the wrong people because really cubism uh, is taken from African art. And that was the main inspiration for cubism. So this was kind of a, a, a way to use a similar theme in imagery to um, classical and even ancient African artwork without using the European twist on it. Uh, and no dig to that, but it's a neat, it's a neat thing to do. And I think it's, as I said, long overdue. So should you see Soul? Absolutely, you should see Soul. Uh, just like any Pixar film, I highly recommend it. Is it my favorite? It falls somewhere in the middle, and that's still a really good place to be. Uh, I found the middle a little stressful, but everything is happy when it wraps up. And there's a really cool message that is a very adult message for kids to get that I think they will get, which is just because you think you're supposed to be something doesn't mean you can't change and you can't still be an awesome person that has interests and value and contributes to the world were more than one trait and this movie really champions the idea that just being ourselves and being kind and working to make the world a fun happy beautiful safe place is worth it so you know i think that's a, a fantastic message to give everyone adults children across the board so I'm sure this movie will be coming out soon on, on Blu-ray and DVD. You can check the release date if you don't have Disney+. Plus. If you do have Disney+, Plus, what are you doing? Go watch this film. And to play us out, as always, is The Chud with All About Evil. And just go ahead, have a good day, watch some soul, enjoy yourself. It's not going to depress you, uh, hopefully. Uh, and if it does, remember, you don't have to be anything. You are good enough and you are this is Nate Wyckoff with Cult and Classic Podcast saying send us a line, follow us, share us with your friends, and write us reviews on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thanks so much. 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Cult and Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.